Just a little tip, if anybody needs any ice cream, I get to Tesco quick before the carters buy it all for, for Eden. <laughs> this evening's reading is uh, found on page 111 of the Church Bibles, and it is from Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 to 26. The waters of Mara and Elim. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Sur. For three days they travelled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made a decree and a law for them, and there he tested them. He said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes, If you pay attention to his command and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, we're just going to uh, worship again uh, to um, uh, my Jesus, uh, my Savior. And um, during uh, this song uh, of worship, uh, we'll have our offering. Uh, so during this song, we'll have our offering. And we'll stand to sing.
we go. I always have too much to carry, that's my problem. Never travel light, that's my issue, but there you go. Okay, so we're going to come to um, our reading this, morning, uh, this evening and have a look and see what the Lord has got in store for us from this uh, few verses from Exodus chapter 15, uh, verse 22 to 26. And um, let's just pray uh, right now that he, that the Lord would speak, that it would be his words and that we would be blessed by them. So Father God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that you are here. I want to thank you for your promise where two or three are gathered in your name. You're in the midst. Lord, help us never to forget that it's you that we are pursuing. It's your nearness. It's your presence. It's your glory that we want to taste of, that we want just a snapshot of to encourage us for the rest of the week. So Lord, as we come now um, to your scripture, would you make it come alive to us in our hearts? Would you speak to us and would it be your words? Would you take this tired, empty vessel and would you put your words in him? In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight we're having a look at Yahweh, um, your healer. And um, I wonder what is in a name? What is in a name? Um, my name is Richard, as you all know. And uh, you might not know that the meaning of Richard is strong king or strong in rule. So I thought it'd be quite nice maybe to take a few other people's names that I see around this evening and see what your names mean. So, um, Tim, um, your name by the internet says means honoring God. So that's pretty cool. Um, Anne, uh, your, we've got a few Anne's. So, Anne, uh, your uh, name means favor or grace. Uh, Martin, you've got a real man's man's name because it means male or man. In uh, So that's pretty cool, a man's man. Uh, Sarah, yeah, that's right, princess. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Roger, I really like this one because your name means famous spear. I like that. And um, Ashley, your name means, so it's, it's from something that you would see in the woods. It's an ash tree clearing, a clearing within a forest. So I thought those were pretty cool. So what's in a name? And tonight we're going to be having a look at this name, uh, Yahweh. And as you may know, Yahweh just simply means I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. And in tonight's reading, we hear that Yahweh says his name is Yahweh. I am your healer. I am your healer. Oh, I've done it again. <laughs> Sorry, Jill. Thank you. So um, let's have a look at the backdrop. It's really important to put it in context. And uh, this backdrop is all about God who is saving the people of Israel. And he's saving them out of captivity, out of their slavery in Egypt. And he's bringing a people group out of their bondage to make them into a nation. They're not yet a nation. They're just a people group. 
Um, He's bringing them out of a place that is not their home, Egypt. And he's taking them to a place that will be their home, the land of Canaan, the land that God has promised. He's bringing a people group that have been enslaved and punished, and he's going to bring them into complete freedom. And he's going to bring this maybe disillusioned and broken people And he's going to transform them, not only into the people of God, but into the people who are going to represent God to the other nations around them. And that's the backdrop of um, tonight and uh, the reading tonight. I really love stories where I can actually imagine what's going on. I'm quite a visual person, and um, it helps me to see visually things. Um, And also, um, I'm quite imaginative. So I love it that this story is something that I can imagine. I wonder if you can join me in that imagination. You've just been a people who've been enslaved for 400 years. And you've been led out of your slavery. You've seen 10 amazing, amazing Um, things happen in Egypt. You've just come through the Red Sea that has parted before you. And now you're being led by God in the desert. And he's been led spectacularly during the day by a cloud and during night by a pillar of fire. And you've been traveling through this desert for three days without any water. Now, to say that you're thirsty, I love it when the Bible is so kind of discreet about the use of the language, and it says that they're thirsty. They're more than thirsty. They're in dire need of water, or they're going to die. They're in a desert. They need water to survive. And they come to this place where there's water at last. Yes, water. And they taste the water, but it's bitter. It's polluted. They can't drink it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the horror? First of all, the relief that they see water, and then when they put it to their mouths and spit it out, because it's just so bitter tasting. They can't drink it. Can you imagine what they're going through? So the Bible says that they grumble to Moses. Again, I bet it was more than just grumble. I bet it was almost a revolt. They grumble to Moses because the water is undrinkable. They think they're going to die. So Moses does what they should have done. He cries out to the Lord. And the Lord says, do you see that stick? Do you see that piece of wood? And Moses picks up the piece of wood. Now, interestingly, it doesn't say if the Lord says, put it in the water or not. It just says what Moses does next. He picks up the piece of wood that the Lord tells him and shows him, and he puts it into the water. And as soon as the wood hits the water, the water becomes drinkable, and not just drinkable, but sweet. They drink. 
their thirst is quenched. And then verse 27 is amazing because it says then that the Lord continues to take them on a journey to Elim where there are 12 springs and 70 palm trees. The Lord then takes them to an oasis. And before they go to the oasis, he says, follow my laws, follow my decrees, and the devastation that happened in Egypt won't happen to you because I am the Lord, your healer. And then to kind of rubber stamp that he is the Lord, their healer, he takes them to where there's water aplenty, 12 springs, 70 palm trees, a beautiful oasis. That's our story. (laughs) Yahweh, your healer. This is a voyage to wholeness. You know, I wonder what you think of when you think of Yahweh, your healer. For me, the first thing that I think about is physical healing. Sorry, that's just the first thing that pops into my head when I think of God who heals. But it's interesting that in this story, not a single person is sick and not a single person is physically healed. Although there is a physical need that then is, uh, is given a response to. And in this, um, God kind of declares not only his name, I am your healer, but also describes who he is. It's a part of his character. It's a part of his nature. God is healer. But more than that, God is your healer. He is the God who heals, and he is the God who heals you and I. He is the personal physician, as well as that just being a generic part of his nature. And, you know, I wonder if mine and if your idea of healing is far too narrow when we think about God. Because, as I said, I straight away think about physical healing. But God can heal in all kinds of ways. And the thing that he wants for all of us is shalom, is wholeness. He wants to lead us every step of the way into complete wholeness and into complete freedom. He wants, to be, he wants us to be like Christ, as whole as Christ, and as free as Christ. And that's all a part of this Yahweh, your healer. He wants to heal every aspect of our lives. Now, I want to tell you what I think this story is all about. And I believe that this story of this water that starts bitter and becomes sweet is all about, um, it's a type, it's a picture, it's picture words for what happens when Jesus uh, died on the cross, when he came back to life, and the salvation that we have in him. You might think, why do you get that from this story? Well, I want to start off by saying, that the story starts with a pool of water that is bitter. And I don't know about you, but before I became a Christian and before people encounter Christ, 
Our lives are like bitter water. We hurt ourselves. At least I did before I became a Christian. I hurt myself. I hurt other people in the things that I said and the things that I did. And my attitude and my actions and my words hurt God. They were like bitter water to him. But there's good news. Because God has brought us his salvation, and that man is called Jesus Christ. And the moment that we ask Jesus into our lives, something amazing happens. You see, the moment that I took Jesus into my heart, God showed me something. He showed me the cross. Now, if you remember in our story, we've got a pool of of water that is bitter. And there's a piece of wood on the ground. And I believe that that piece of wood is symbolic for the cross of Jesus. Because as soon as the wood was put into the bitter water, what happened to the water? It became sweet. As soon as I accepted Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection, as soon as I took Jesus into my life, as soon as that happened, something amazing happened in my life. And that was God took my bitter life and made it sweet. He made me into a new creation as he made you into a new creation the moment we accepted Jesus. He made our lives sweet. Our lives became sweet to us. I remember the the actual moment I opened my eyes from saying the prayer, I was full of joy. And I was full of joy for two years, two whole years. People in my church used to say, there's Richard, the one who smiles. I was just filled with so much joy, so much joy. Because he transformed my life from bitter to sweet. My life became sweet to other people because I stopped saying horrible things. I stopped doing horrible things. I wanted to be a different person. And my life became sweet to God because I was his, joined with him for now and forever. Yahweh, your healer. The most, the pinnacle, the climax of Yahweh, your healer, is the fact that we're sitting in this room worshiping Jesus is that we have made that choice to be his. He has made that spiritual healing and renewed us from within. He has given us eternal life and given us a desire to love him and serve him and honor him. That is Yahweh, your healer. And if he did nothing else, that would be enough for us to praise him and worship him and give him all the thanks for the rest of our lives. But that is not the end. How does Yahweh, your healer, how does he heal today? In every conceivable way you can imagine. In every 
conceivable way you can imagine. I believe that Yahweh, your healer, can physically heal us. I believe that Yahweh, your healer, can physically, emotionally heal us. Can heal us from destructive thought patterns, from destructive behavioral patterns. Can heal us from unforgiveness, from hatred towards others. Can heal us from absolutely anything you can think of. But it requires something of us. We have to do what Moses did. We have to cry out to the Lord. It doesn't come automatic. It comes within a relationship with him. Whatever healing it is that we require, it comes from drawing close to him, crying out to him. And in that interaction between him and us, if it is his will, then he will heal us. Now, when I was thinking about this sermon, I thought about, what about the times where he doesn't heal us? What about those times? I want to just read to you from 2 Corinthians, chapter 12 and verse 7. And it says this, or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, this is Paul the Apostle speaking, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a message of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Yahweh, Paul's healer, didn't heal him from that, whatever it was, a thorn in the flesh, whatever that was. Because he wanted to bring about something else within Paul. He said that it was so he wouldn't become conceited. And it was so that he could understand that God's, his, God's might, God's goodness and greatness can be shown through our weakness. So when God doesn't heal us, it's because he's wanting to show something else. He's wanting to teach us something else. I was also thinking about another thing. It was a parable of Jesus. And he talked about the widow who kept going to the judge and asking and asking and asking and asking and asking without stopping. And he was called an evil judge. But our God is good. I wonder if sometimes we don't get our healing because we ask once and get disappointed and don't go any back and ask again. But I believe that we should keep on asking and asking and asking and asking and asking. He doesn't get bored. He doesn't get fed up. He loves it when we come. He loves it when we ask. He'll answer in his way. So some quick application. If this is you, then I had some little cards made and it's a little prayer that everyone should have got when they came in today. And if it should be that you haven't yet accepted Jesus into your heart, 
then let Yahweh be your healer. Let Jesus be your healer. And I would encourage you just to look at that card and pray that prayer and allow Jesus to come into your heart and to heal you and cleanse you and purify you and make you new. As I said, I think that our scope for Yahweh, our healer, is too narrow. And that he wants us to be led into wholeness and led into freedom. So if there is anything that you want prayer for tonight, any area of your life that needs healing or restoration or realignment with what God wants for your life, then please, at the end of our service, there's going to be some people from the prayer ministry team around. Please go up and ask them to pray with you about it. It's all in confidentiality. Go and ask them. Or you could simply cry out to the Lord in your heart, in your seat. He requires a response. We need to go to him. And finally, you might think, why has Richard put death on the screen for Yahweh, your healer? I want to say something that I hope is not controversial. But I believe that death for the Christian is the greatest act of healing that God can do in our lives. We often look at it completely differently. But I believe that being with him in the fullness of the kingdom of heaven is better than me standing here right now. Because in the kingdom of heaven, there is all healing, all restoration, and we become and fulfill all the potential that God wants for our lives. Death isn't Satan winning. Death is God winning. It's Yahweh, your healer, bringing you into complete wholeness and forever healing by being with Christ forever. Yahweh, your healer. He's a good God. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be free. Sarah's going to come now. And she's going to pray for us. And then after that, Anne's going to come and give the words of knowledge, things that uh, God has spoken uh, that may 